Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the RSI podcast series. Today, I'm really excited that uh, we've got our accounting squad. Yes, we do. Welcome, everyone. I really appreciate you being here. Once again, my name is Matt Benini. I'm the uh, Strategic Development Officer for RSI. And uh, this month, we are focusing on house bank maintenance. Um, this is going to be part of our balance sheet series and how to keep your balance sheet organized and uh, squared up. And the reason that we're working on balance sheet is because the end of the year is coming up and what is the one time of the year that everybody wants to look at their balance sheet? Year end, right? So for uh, for everyone listening today, I think we've got roughly uh, one, one, two, three, four, 13, 14 of us in here. And uh, we're excited to talk about house bank. Isn't that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, House Bank, the reason we started with House Bank is collectively, can somebody tell me why House Bank was number one on, on working with balance sheets that we wanted to knock out? It's usually off. It's usually off. That is a very global <laughs> term. <laughs> when, when an accountant says that it's usually off, that's catastrophic. <laughs> so, um, it's usually off. It's also, yep, we find that for operators, um, the House Bank is usually um, well, it's one of the areas that an operator has 100% control over keeping straight. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yes. Right? You know, so, and they can do that as part of their daily operations and daily best practices. But if we find that it's one of the most um, uh, out of whack items, um, we wanted to, we definitely want to attack it first. So let's let's go into this. If we, if, do we collectively agree that it's usually off? Yes. yes. <laughs> we collectively agree that when you guys do your balance sheet reviews on a weekly basis, 90% of the time it's off? Yes. yes. All right. So for those of you playing the home game, um, it chances are this will affect you and your business. Well, let's go ahead and let's talk about why it's off. Let's look at, you know, everybody likes top three reasons and stuff like this, so let's do this. Let's take a, let's just look at a couple of the reasons why it's off, and then we'll go ahead and we'll, and we'll jump into the reasons that it's off. So can somebody give me one reason why, why house bank is usually off? Server tips. Okay, server tips, credit card tips. So we, we agree that that's one of the reasons why it's off. And okay, so we've got tips. We'll just call it tips for now and then we'll do, we're gonna go back and dive into it. What's another reason why? Paid outs. Paid outs. Paid outs, right? Collectively, all the paid outs, right? And not recording paid outs in either a timely fashion or in a proper fashion, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. So paid outs are a big one. All right, let's do a stretch goal. Number three reason, right? Not recording reimbursements. Not recording reimbursements. So um, not recording reimbursements, that's, a, that's another one. Uh, so now we've got server tips, we've got recording paid outs, and not doing reimbursements. And there's a bonus one. We had a little setup earlier, and I loved it. You guys brought it up, right? It had to do with 1099. Anybody want to take me down that path again? Oh, <laughs> um, Erica. <laughs> sure. So if you do have a new payout, somebody that's a 1099 vendor with cash, it is important that you enter it through AP into that vendor. So a year in, when it's time to issue those 1099s, you're not missing pieces like that. Hugely important, and I learned this earlier when we were talking, is that basically if you've got a 1099 vendor, don't do a payout for them. Right, that, that's really the moment. Or the easiest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go, right. kids. Yeah. yeah, the window washer, uh, you know, the, the parking lot maintenance, anybody that you're the grease trap folks, we're not doing that. 
So let's take a step back. Since server tips came up emphatically, let's go ahead and let's dive into server tips and how server tips have an effect on the house bank. All right. Christina, uh, you want to kick off server tips and what you see in your experiences? Um, typically, what happens is uh, everybody, um, the servers, would like to get their cash at the end of each night because they just have all kinds of things they want to spend those money on, their bills, they want to go out, they want to pay their rent and um, they need that cash. However, um, depleting that cash from the house bank um, not, doesn't necessarily mean that um, it's gonna be reimbursed right away because managing the restaurant, um, you've got a lot of things to take care of, so sometimes things slip through and things get forgotten to do, so at the end of the day, you look at your balance sheet and you see that, oops, something is missing. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the, you're, you're right on point. And, you know, because of the amount of cash that's coming through the restaurants at this point has been dropped and we're having to pay out because of credit cards, we're having to pay out so much. What does that do for the amount of cash that the restaurant has to keep in that house bank? Increases it increases it substantially, right? And for you know, and we've all seen house banks. They're little metal boxes that are contained in safes. They're not, it, it, you know, it doesn't look like U.S. Bank, right? So when you have to increase that level of cash, like Christine is saying, it forces an accountability on you on a daily basis. And if that and then if that accountability is not there because you're paying out so much cash to individuals because they had so much charges. You're just creating needless non-revenue producing activity, would you so say so, Amber? I would do. You would do. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. The podcast is over. <laughs> Not the mic. All right. So we've got we've got server tips paid out. Now, what else does that do? What, what, what else do you guys see when you're looking at the house bank? What, what what's a quick way for an operator to catch that their house bank's out of whack? Negative balances. Negative balances is number one. What else? Just the balance in general. The balance in general. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, so once you've had that set balance, then if it's, you know, $1,530.12, then it hasn't been reconciled. You got it. So it's important to understand that number one, right, you have a set amount in there, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so number one, best practice is make sure you have a set balance, whether it's a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred, two thousand, whatever, whatever your balance is, keep a set balance in there. Number two is reconcile it weekly. Weekly, weekly. Mm -hmm. and if you can't seem to do it weekly, what do you do? Daily, daily, right? And if you can't do that, do it per shift. Okay, and that includes counting everything in there, running a tape, um, making sure that if you have any IOUs in there, that those are counted in as part of your as part of your daily reconciliation, because the thing is the number never changes, right? So when you start to see that the number changes, stop, drop, and roll, okay? You gotta, you gotta get in there. So we've talked about server tips. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the second reason, which is paydowns pay and non-recording of paydowns. So I'd like to break this into two categories. Whenever possible, how do you guys wanna see them? What do you see, let me back up. Whenever possible, what do you want to see them do with regards to paid outs and the relationship to their point of sale? Enter the POS. Enter it through the POS. Enter it through the POS. Okay. Leah, let me ask you a question. 
What does running it through the POS do for the operator? It helps balance your deposit at the end of the night to already take into account those paid outs uh, so that your sales page will balance if you pull. Okay. And Jess, what do you see if somebody's not running their paid outs on a daily basis and you're looking at the sales transmittal, what do you see with regards to the sales transmittal that might be a red flag for an operator? You'll have a cash overage if you're not recording everything. You have a cash overage if you're not recording anything. So once again, for operators that are listening, right, a good way to understand that you're going to have a, an issue on your balance sheet right, and subsequently your house bank is to look at your daily transmittal and to start to see that that thing looks like an EKG chart. Everything needs to balance on a daily basis. Okay. Now, the third, and now we talked about putting it through the point of sale, right? Now, we want to recognize too that whenever possible, we try to take that data from the point of sale and bring it right into the into the transmittal. So, for example, produce, dairy, meat, seafood, dry goods, restaurant supplies, and so on, so so forth. We try to bring that through. But there are point of sale systems where this is just impossible. Does that mean that you don't want them to go through the point of sale system, or does it mean that they should still go through the point of sale system and reconcile it daily? They should still, still go through the point of sale and reconcile it daily. Exactly. Okay. The process doesn't change. So double check with your operations specialist and make sure that you have a point of sale system that can that can handle paydowns. Right. It's usually a wonderful unused feature in your point of sale system. So we want to make sure that you're using it properly. All right. Um, the third reason that we uh, that we want to make sure that paydouts are, are recorded on a daily basis is so we had server tips, we had the paydout reasons, we had the 1099s, reimbursements. 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 So who wants to tackle some reimbursement? Erica, you want to take a stab at it? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> getting your reimbursements right is just as important as anything else. Um, I mean, and you can always. There's two main ways you can do it. Probably easiest on you if you take excess cash from a next day. Um, if you had to dip into your cash paid out or your service of short before, that way you're just in-house managing, keeping your bank where it needs to be and recording it properly. If it's if you don't keep enough cash on hand and constantly have to go to the bank, make sure you're entering that um, withdrawal through AP. Code that to 1030 and keep that balance. So when your balance sheet when it comes out, it matches. So, and that I mean I think that's awesome. So let's let's take a step back. All right, Danielle, why don't we talk about what are reimbursements to you? Hmm. <laughs> Reimbursing the house bank, like putting the money back money. in. Uh, yeah. Um, so when you go to the bank, get your cash to replenish your house bank. You, you got it. And I think that that's important for an operator to understand because reimbursements they they don't. You, you look at paid out system as just taking money out of that thing, but at some point, you gotta fill it up, right? You gotta fill it up. So let's talk about ways to fill it up because because Erica brought up a really good point. Erica said, when you go to the bank, right, you're gonna get money out to pay it back, right? And when you pay it back, what Erica suggested was that you code that through AP and you code it to 1030, 1030. okay? Now, let's say, well, let me back up. Is there another way to reimburse your bank? Yes. There is. Okay. Anybody want to take a stab at that? So using your cash deposit at the end of the day 
and any excess you can put it back into your house bank and record that through the sales page. Well, that's right, and and so so once again for the operators because that that by the way is probably the most common way to do it because unless there's a coffee shop next to your bank or somewhere where you can go and hang out for a couple minutes, you try and you're typically not going to go down to the bank and try to reimburse. All right, you're going to try to you're going to just take it out of your deposit, right, and put it in there. Now, if I short that deposit. What am I doing with that excess amount? How am I recording that? Like, if I'm going to take that cash and I'm bringing it in there, is there a move? Do I have to go into AP again, or you can house, do it through your sales page? House bank reimbursement plan. Yep. So, on your sales transmittal. So on your sales transmittal. So, so the, what you're saying then is, if I'm going to take my cash, right, my deposit, and I'm going to cut that deposit short, then I'm going to take that amount that I've cut short by, and I'm going to code that to my house. I'm going to code that to what line on my transmittal? Your house, bank house bank reimbursement. House bank reimbursement. Okay, great job. All right. So one way or the other, it doesn't it doesn't matter. All right. Just make sure, if all else possible, that you have a coffee shop next to the bank. <laughs> so now, what's important? We talked. I'm going to I'm going to spin back around to tips for just a moment. Okay, because you all emphatically believe that tips is the number one way that, and, and, that, that things get out of whack. So let me ask you a question, all right? What would you want to tell our clients with regards to tips? What do you see What do you see as a way to avoid the whole situation? Put tips on checks. Put tips on checks. Put tips on checks, all right? Now while this podcast isn't about putting tips on checks because I think we've got another one that we, uh, that we hammered that point home, but you're gonna find that everybody inside of RSI will collectively tell you that charge tips on checks reduces the non-revenue producing activities and allows you to spend more time with your teams and your staff. And, and we will all collectively tell you that we've never heard of any team member who quit a job because suddenly they had a higher paycheck because their charge tips were on their checks. They might complain about it for the first week, but after that, they will thank you and so will their FICO scores. <laughs> <laughs> because everything's based on FICO lending. And tax returns. And, and tax, tax returns. returns. Uh -huh. And what did we talk about earlier with regards to that? So one of, the, one of the things that people will tell us too is that they don't want to do it because their payroll taxes go up. Well, we do know that the federal tip, tip credit, credit. Will, will offset that. All right. Now, that's fantastic. So let's take a, let's take a, a, a step back. Okay. So three reasons that the house bank gets out of whack. What do we have as the first one? Tips. Tips. Okay. Second one, we had payouts. And the third one was reimbursements. Okay. So if any of these three situations looks like you listening to this, then we would need you to pick up the phone and either call your accounting team, call your operations specialist, right, and go ahead and let them take care of you, let them get your transmittal set up properly, and, uh, and get you straightened out. I can't thank you guys enough. I think that uh, I think that we sufficiently knocked this one out of the park. All right. um, on behalf of everybody in here, uh, I thank you guys for uh, for your time. Uh, I thank everybody listening for your time. And uh, don't forget that at any time, if you have any questions about our podcast or a podcast series or a resource center, right? Feel free to go to the Resource Center and look up Operating a Profitable Restaurant, and we'll see you next time.